Are you looking for partnership, strategy, consistency, and accountability? Well, Activation Nation is for you. Join our group for coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs for the support you need as we strive to activate 1,000 coaches to seeing their businesses be successful. Make sure you subscribe now at Facebook slash groups slash Activation Nation 1000. See you in the group. Tune in for the activation required to make an impact through your purpose at work and in the world. From sales and marketing executive to now an international speaker, life and business coach and media host, hosted by Melissa D. White, the activation specialist. (laughs) That's me. We're getting real about personal and professional moments with the world's top leaders and influencers to help you activate your voice and amplify your story. Now, let's get activated. Hey, family. Welcome back for another episode of the Activation Hour podcast. I'm your host, Melissa D. White, and you are joining me on this continuous journey of season two of the Activation Hour podcast. And so I just want to welcome you. If you are watching this live via our YouTube channel or Facebook, uh, definitely welcome you to um, join in on the conversation. Leave a comment. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever it may be. Share this as I share with you on today's topic of slow down and make room. Uh, I see you all joining. Um, so thank you so much for jumping on. I rarely do a solo episode, but today you get Melissa um, uncut. <laughs> you get Melissa uncut. Wow. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. And many of you have been with me this, this entire season. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing, for posting the reviews, uh, for showing my guests a lot of love. And so I just want to welcome you. And so this week, I thought it was important to not only catch you up on what's been going on, uh, you've been amazing uh, as a community on sharing your support, um, cheering for some of the changes in my life. Uh, even my friends and family, they're celebrating the fact that I slowed down a little bit. And um, that was a huge adjustment for me. And, um, you know, I, I put a post out there on my Facebook page and on my Instagram that said, you never know how heavy the load is you're carrying until someone comes along to help you carry it. And that post, boy, it it really resonated with a lot of people. And so I felt it necessary to tell the story about me slowing down and allowing the help, allowing people to come in and support and to um, help carry what what I didn't even know was heavy. I didn't know how heavy <laughs> many of the things were. I'm going to share with you. Um, many of you may know me in a corporate capacity, uh, in an industry capacity. Some of you may know me personally, so you, you only know one side. And this particular episode, um, it's just, honestly, it's less about me telling the story. I'm telling it with the intent of um, hoping that it sets you free to stop the hurry, to ease back and dial back some things in your life. Um, And it's probably, I I pray that it sets off a light bulb so you know why certain things aren't happening for you yet. (laughs) And it could very well be because there's no room 
for it to occur. So, um, yeah, guys, thank you so much um, for coming to listen and to join in for this week's episode of the Activation Hour, episode 15, Slow Down and Make Room. All right. So guys, thank you so much. I'm watching the comments here. So if you have a question or if you want to chime in here, I see you all on my Activation Nation community, on my YouTube community, um, on the Activation Hour channel, even my personal page. Uh, Thank you so much. I see all of your comments here and I'll definitely be speaking back to you if you have a question or even just want to share your own journey of slowing down and um, making room because it's a very real thing. So (laughs) um, I'll just start with the obvious. If you've been following me, I posted something this week. Um, This episode, it will be a little bit more personal because I feel it's important for to show yourself as being multifaceted and a real human. I don't, my life is not all business, but I have put it out that way (laughs) Um, because I, you know, it's my, it's the brand. Well, here's the personal side of it. I, you know, I I am spiritual. I'm I'm a minister. And and so I may, you know, make some references to just my faith because it's an important part of this this story. And just in my faith walk, um, I had some struggles. If you've been listening to this season, I had some previous struggles in my past with anxiety, um, with depression, things like that. And um, one of the challenges with that is when you struggle with anxiety, anxiety accelerates you. Anxiety tends to make you speed up and feel like you're not doing enough or you um, like you're not succeeding enough, like it just things are not enough or you worry about all the things that could go wrong <laughs> so that you, now you're accelerating, trying to get things done. So nothing goes wrong. But now what, what really happens is that because you have accelerated yourself, you run the risk of things probably colliding and going very wrong. Okay. So, um, you know, I've through through the years, you know, counseling, coaching, um, just, you know, my my faith and, and really sitting with solutions for the anxiety. Now, here's where I'm going with the whole slow down piece. Um, a very real and scary thing happened to me at the top part of the year. Now, um, I felt going into the year, God, God always get, always get, always gives me a word for the year. And my word for the year 2020 was intention. My word for this year, I mean, I do vision boards, but I, I try to stick to at least a word and the word becomes the theme. So my word or my thing was intention. Okay. What I didn't realize by saying intention, I had intentions of this mega success or these things I wanted in my business. And I mean, I always said, hey, you know, eventually I'll open myself and my life back up to a relationship, a personal relationship. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, that'll come. Like, I just, I kind of left that to happenstance and I just put it in the back burner because I couldn't control it. I felt relationships were those things you could not control. And I focused on the things I could. Now, again, if you've been listening or watching this season, I've been building up to this conversation. We've talked about everything from people pleasing to, um, you know, uh, emotional intelligence, self-awareness, um, high energy performers. Well, here's here's the caveat. Uh, last episode, we met with coaches Maureen and Alexis, and we talked about what does it take to be a high producing performer, a high performance person. Well, you have to be careful 
Because when you're high performance, there comes a point where you're full throttle. And when there are warning signs, if you don't ease off the gas of that high performance, you're going to collide with something. And that's what happened in my life. And if you can relate to that, then absolutely drop me a comment here. Because literally what happened one day, um, a couple of months ago, I was driving on the highway. (laughs) I was driving on the highway, leaving my corporate job and headed to a ministry meeting at my church. Riding along the highway and it hit me like I just this wave of this rush of anxiety came in like my literally I could see my heart beating fast on my chest. I my my breath got like I can tell I can tell when my body's having a response and I'm like, OK, and it's scary because I'm on the highway and I can feel this about to occur. And so I just like I start I couldn't do anything. I was like and I'm, I'm very private about this. That's why this episode is a little bit difficult. But I hope that I really hope in telling this story, it helps somebody <laughs> to hear this story and to make a change and slow down. So I'm having this moment where literally my, my chest is beating uncontrollably. Um, I'm, I feel the onset, onset of an anxiety attack. I don't want to claim it. And I'm trying I, I don't call anybody, although I probably should have. And I just start screaming in the car, start screaming. And I realized right in that moment, and I was probably doing 80 something miles an hour. And I just screamed out, God, why am I always in a hurry? (laughs) God, help me. I'm always in a hurry. And I literally slowed down and I pulled over to the side of the road and began to weep. And in that moment that I began to weep and literally scream and cry out to God, I realized that nobody put the hurry on me but me. And I just began, and it was, this was one of those prayers that was like, it's not one of those silent private prayers, like the little whisper, like, thank you, Jesus for, no, it was a cry. It was a wail. You know what I mean? When I say a wail, it was a wailing where I was just tired. I was tired. And I said, what I I could, it was an uncontrollable wailing of, I'm so tired of rushing when I get up in the morning and then rushing to um, get to work and then rushing to leave work and get to, you know, my five to nine, which is my business. And then rushing to a meeting or rushing to help other people. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I, I'm, I'm 38 years old. And I started thinking through decades, like, you know, seasons of my life. And I was like, I have rushed through everything. And I'm the type of person, I'm a high achiever. I'm, I'm very alpha female. Like I like accolades and I like awards and I like to feel like I won. And so I would chase accomplishment. And I would never really sit in it to celebrate it. And then I pick up these projects and things. And if you know me personally, you're probably really shaking your head right now. Like, yeah, that's you. I'm very, I'm highly self-aware. I'm highly, highly self-aware. Um, and, and I see many of you are saying, hey, that's me. And I, I appreciate you guys for your honesty. It's not easy to, to admit these things about yourself. However, I think that's the highest form of living and the highest form of peace and wealth is self-awareness and, um, and the ability to change it. So anyway, back to the highway. <laughs> I, I, and like I said, I, I, I didn't want to put myself or anyone else in danger. And I pull over on the side of the road and I'm screaming and I'm wailing. But in this outpour, and I, you're gonna, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I don't really care because it's my story. I lived it. I can tell it. Okay. Um, I pull over and um, something like comes over me to say, hey, you might want to record this prayer. 
So I, I turn on the audio recording on my phone. I record a lot of like audio voice memos. I recorded this prayer because I realized I'm having a break. I'm having a break. I'm either having a breakdown or a breakthrough. I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> and so um, I scream and cry out to God and I say, God, I'm so tired of being in a hurry. And then it hits me. I said, I'm 38 years old and 38 years of my life has been a blur. And I said, what's going to happen? I don't want the next 38, God willing, to be a blur as well. How do I fix this? And I just, I began to think of everything I wanted. And it felt like, like I, I thought about, okay, I was in a hurry to finish high school. And I was in a hurry to finish college. And then after college, I was in a hurry to get into my career. And in my career, I was always in a hurry to get to the next promotion and then the next good thing and the next big project, right? And then as, as a single female, it was, okay, now it's the pressures of the world putting a hurry on me. Earlier, I said, I put the hurry on myself. So you have two types of hurry, your personal hurry and other people's hurry. It's like, you know, they are putting their expectations of, well, Melissa, you're in your 30s. Are you, are you, are you dating? Are you going to get married? And I'm like, maybe. But on the inside, I desperately wanted that. But I didn't need other people reminding me that I didn't have that <laughs> at the time. Right. And so then it was the hurry of, well, I mean, you, you got to You're going to settle down and get married. Right. And I'm like, I hadn't figured that out yet. You know, I'd, I'd like to. And then there's the, well, okay, you're a woman who's now maturing and are you going to hurry up and have kids? Are you going to hurry up and build this business? And then I realized that that hurry is not what God's voice sounds like. It's not God. It's not God at all. And on the side of that highway, as I began to wail and pray out loud and I said, okay, because that, that was my coping mechanism at the point. I, I didn't, I, I had never chosen to take medications, which is, that was my own personal choice. I'm not knocking it, but that, that's just me. And um, I came to the conclusion right there that day on the side of the road, at least I thought so, because the story is going somewhere. <laughs> and and I, I, man, I love you guys for the comments. I see you, I see your comments and it's a real thing. It's a very real thing. And if you're listening or watching this and you can relate to it, um, please share. Or if you know someone who needs to hear this story, hopefully it sets them free and it activates them to a place of slowing down. So on the side of the road that day, I just said, you know what? Forget it. If, if, I, if I need to be late to this meeting, I'll be late. First thing, I had to give myself permission to do something wrong or that felt wrong. Like I hate being late. However, I was habitually late because I was in perpetual motion. And that's what I was saying to myself as I'm riding in my car in motion, I, I, my spirit, my mind, my body and my spirit felt as if it was in perpetual motion. And I said, this can't be life. This can't be real. I cannot have long life or longevity like this. And I just made a decision that day. At least I thought I did. <laughs> I slowed down long enough to make it to the meeting safe, late, safe, late, but safe. And I just began to write about what are the things I wanted in my life. Now, let me let me back up because I said this was a few months ago and this, this was before the pandemic. So it had to have been somewhere around March or well, February-ish, February-ish. Now, prior to that, in December and January, I've been told by several people in my life that, hey, Melissa, I, you need to start putting your phone down more. 
You need to your schedule time for self-care more. Um, Melissa, you need to sit with God more. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to do that. I lied to myself. I lied to the people I told I was going to do it, who held me accountable. I lied to myself because hurry felt like progress, which, which was a false sense of success. Hurry felt like progress, which was really a false sense of success. Ouch. Ow. And like literally, I, the people around me in my life, I was edging out people because I couldn't control their expectations of me. And the one thing in my life I could control was my career and my business. And I threw everything into that. Until one day in January, between around that time frame that this situation occurred, um, you know, and multiple people, church family, my my blood family, my friends, people, they were like, they was gently checking on me, if you understand. Like nobody was having like an intervention yet. <laughs> but they were like, um, uh, are you okay? Um, I notice you look really tired. Are you getting sleep? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's my cycle. I'm very quick to say, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. And it's not that I'm lying to you. I'm lying to myself. <laughs> it's not that I'm lying to you. I've been lying to myself. And so, um, yeah. And I, but, but it, I, I never, I never stopped to realize everybody around me were say, was saying this to me. I didn't catch the pattern. I didn't catch it. I, I was moving too fast to catch it. I was moving way too fast to catch it. And so, <laughs> um, I was sitting with a good friend and brother in ministry and we were talking about sabotage. And here's the other truth in reality about hurry. Remember earlier I said, there's the hurry you put on yourself and the hurry other people put on you. But hurry is a form of self-sabotage. Hurry is a form of self-sabotage. Because hurry will trick you into thinking that you're being proficient, that you are being progressive, meaning you're going somewhere. But if you ever ask yourself, what am I hurrying to? Because you could be hurrying and like a dog chasing your tail in a circle. You notice dogs don't chase their tails slow. They're in a hurry going nowhere fast. Okay. They're in a hurry going nowhere fast. And I was in a hurry going nowhere fast. Yeah, I may have been making more money, but at what expense? I may have had more opportunities, but was I giving anything 100% of myself? Not at all. And so what, what began to happen was there began to be a physical manifestation of the things I ignored. I even had um, another friend who had a dream about me a very symbolic dream that, hey, Melissa, I had this dream. You were in the room. A room was full of water. You were like drowning in water in this room and couldn't get out. 
And all you needed to do was open the door and get out. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I mean, how many warnings did I need? How many warnings did I need? Um, Here's here's the reality of my life. Um, We all have things that we're dealing with. We all, somebody's listening to this right now and you're thinking, but how, 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 how do I slow down? That's a very real question. You, you heard, you ever heard the phrase, you can't stop a freight train? Yeah, you can't, you can stop a freight train. You want to know how? Put a car in front of it. And something tragic's going to happen. If you don't apply the brakes, then you're going to collide with something. And it won't be good. It won't be good. So (laughs) here's my freight train moment. (laughs) Here's my freight train moment. Um, On a personal note, um, you know, you work eight hours a day and you work whatever time in your business. If you're an entrepreneur like me, many of you are. I know most of my audience, you guys are amazing. Here's my cautionary tale. What are you doing it for? Are you rushing because you're afraid of what other people will say? Or other people's expectations? Are you rushing out of fear? Are you rushing through life just to check off a list of false success? Why are you rushing? What's the why? Why? Why are you? Why are you rushing? Then the question is, what are you rushing to? I told you about uh, the friend I sat with who told me about we were talking about sabotage. Here's where sabotage comes in. I confessed at that day with that friend. That, you know, he shared his sabotage story. I said, well, you know, to be fair, to balance the scale here. Here's how I self-sabotage. Is that. I honestly, I told myself I wasn't dating because, oh, I want to focus on my life and my career and ministry. I want to focus on helping other people. And the truth is, I did not allow myself to date for four and a half years out of self-sabotage. So I allowed work and career to replace relationship. And and I, at first I said, oh, it's just dating relationships. But what began to happen is work and career replaced most relationships with my family, my immediate family, with people that I held the dearest and closest to me. And I, I didn't think it was doing that. And I would get mad. Oh, boy. <clears throat> here's, when, here's a sign of sabotage when it comes to being in a hurry. Is if people call you out on you being in a hurry, you get offended. <laughs> sabotage gets very offended when you try to reject it. Sabotage gets offended when you try to reject it. Oh man, I'm seeing some of your comments and I'm like praying while talking. Um, Sabotage gets offended because it's like, you know, how dare you try to change this and make your life better? Just focus on what you can control. You can't control people. You can't control relationships. You can't control love. That's a lie. It's a lie. You can. You can manifest. You can control those things. You can start doing your part and following the right steps to have healthy relationships if you call out sabotage. I was sabotaging myself by not allowing room for healthy relationships 
And I would say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a relationship. I don't have love. So because I wasn't married or dating or in, in that type of relationship, I didn't put significance and value on all the other relationships. And so then career and all these other things begin to outweigh that. And it wasn't until honestly during the pandemic, the pandemic shook up, a, it, it shook a lot of stuff for people. You start, once, you, once you're trapped in the house with folks, <laughs> that'll, that'll, you got to look at yourself and you got to look at everybody around you. And it took my mom saying to me one day, you don't make your family a priority. Oh, I was offended. Oh, I was offended. I was like, how dare you? And then, you know, when I would open myself up to friends and whatever, and I realized like I stopped getting invited to things. It's like, oh, well, Melissa's busy anyway. I'm not going to invite her. But I got what? Offended. <laughs> I would get offended because I'm like, well, how, how can they just not invite me? And uh, they have every right to or not to because I wouldn't show up present. At some point, you have to decide to be present. Your friends and family and loved ones are not obligated to wait on your presence. <sighs> if y'all felt that one, I, 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 I want to hear from you because that's a real thing. Your friends and family are not obligated to wait on your presence, meaning life will still happen. People are still going to celebrate birthdays. They're still going to have important events or occasions, they're still going to go through their own life circumstances. And those things will happen with or without you. I've missed birthdays, holidays um, of, of people who I hold near and dear to me, and you can't get it back. You can't take it back. And so because of the pandemic and so much loss and grief, I started to really, I thought I was slowing down, but then I started ramping up. I started ramping up again. And the pandemic, if you've listened to previous episodes, I talk about fight or flight. And I talk about during the pandemic, people did one or two things. Fight, meaning they went into overdrive to produce, to overproduce during this season, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but within reason. Everything within moderation, right? Or people who are flight, meaning, hey, I can't handle this. I need to shut down. I need to get away. I need to just crawl in bed or whatever. I'm not saying one is bad or better than the other. I'm just saying there's two different types of people, fight or flight. Um, I'm a fight. I'm a, I'm a fighter to the day I die. Like I'm, I'm, I'm real scrappy. I'm going, if, 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 if stress happens to me, I kick into overdrive. I overcompensate. I overdo things, which is not good because anyway. All right. Um, so during the pandemic and friends and family, I, I realized it got worse. Cause now they're like, Hey, you shouldn't have an excuse to not be present. We're quarantining in place. We're sheltering in place. And you still checked out. And I literally, if you could see my studio, my office space, I was bunkered down in this space and I didn't move. Sometimes I wouldn't move for days at a time. And I, I would get up, I would shower, I would eat, and I'm right back here. More content, more business, more this, more that, more this, more that. And until I realized, like, my family's like, I, we just gonna let her go off the deep. And she'll come back when, when she can't take no more. And it was one particular day, and I, I haven't told anybody this story. One particular morning, my body started shutting down on me. I laid in bed and I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. I could not get myself out of bed. I had to yell to my family, like, come help me. I can't. And, I, and I'm like, I'm scared to go to the doctor because of COVID. I'm like, I can't. Like, and they're like, do we call somebody? I, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I was literally like, what 
if di- and I was like, God, I don't speak this over myself, but oh my, what 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 is going on in my body? I can't explain it to you. Like my legs wouldn't move, my chest was moving fast. I've had so like your body starts to show signs. I'm 38 years old and anxiety had taken over parts of my body. I would get dizzy laying still. I would, I, you know, part limbs would move, like literally an arm would go numb, a leg would go numb. I'm like, what is going on? And so I, I realized that I had I had to come like tell y'all these things. Because if you're not careful, your body will speed up just like your life is speeding up, meaning you're accelerating your rate of deterioration in your body because you won't slow down. I didn't realize the physical stress that the mental stress was causing. And let me just be candid, particularly to my sisters, to black women, to African-American women, women, especially all women are something in our DNA. I don't know if it was our mothers or just our dichotomy, our lineage or whatever. Women just way overcompensate and we do way more than we should. Real talk. But particularly in our community, in the African-American community, we are taught that hustle and go, go, go and go is the only way. And if you don't do it that way, then you're not winning. And that's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Huh. Guys, <laughs> this is, I've, I do not do solo episodes often. And when I do, it's because I'm coming to you from a very real place. I see your comments. Um, so I'm going to tell you when I, I finally, after the health situations were occurring, you would think that would have stopped me, right? It took, I, I, I laugh and I say, this must have been God's way of giving me what I, what I wanted to show me what I needed. So many of you saw the post about my new relationship, right? <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about, and I'm, I'm going to give a nod or shout out to how God used him. To, to, to shut me down in a good way. Like to say, girl, sit down, <laughs> sit down somewhere. Um, I, yeah, it took someone coming to carry the weight and the load and saying, give it here. And I was like, no, it's mine. And women, we have this weird way of doing that. Like we want help, but when we get help, we're mad that they took our stuff. It's, it's almost like the stuff we're carrying and holding on to. It's like, it's mine. This is my business. And this is my calendar. And this is my schedule. Don't take this from me. Ugh. And I'm like, do you want help or not? So after the break, I'm going to talk about how I had to slow down and make room to receive my answer prayer. So whew, I hope this is helping you guys. And if 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 you see yourself in this story, DM me, drop me a comment or DM if you're um, on social media, the Activation Hour Coaching and Consulting, Melissa B. White. I, I, I want to support you through this because I promise you, I do not ever want to see somebody go through it the hard way like I did. So you tuned in to the Activation Hour. I'm Melissa D. White. And today we're going to slow down and we're going to make room. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming right back because I'm going to tell you about how receiving love, real love, not just the romantic kind. I had to slow down to receive love for real. And God's love, romantic love, and familial love. We'll talk about all of that. All right, we'll be right back. You're tuning into the Activation Hour. 
Are you a manager, trainer, or executive that wants to see maximum results for your team? Well, let me help you with that. Training is for information, but coaching is for results. Learn more about Activation Coaching International and our coaching certification program for business leaders who want to see the best results and even help your team activate their purpose at work and in the world. 65% of people say that working with a coach helped them improve performance at work. And 80% said that coaching helped them improve their self-confidence. What better way to invest in your team than by being a coach through Activation Coaching International? Learn more at bit.ly slash ready to coach. See our show notes for details. Welcome back. See, that wasn't long. I wasn't gone long at all. Um, now to the part about making room. <laughs> um, literally, you know, who, who finds love and relationship in a pandemic? Me, this chick right here. Um, <laughs> I, no, I didn't find love. God, it, it literally just, it didn't start out that way. <laughs> um, he sent what I needed. He sent what I wanted. He sent what I needed. But um, it w- it wasn't what I what I knew or thought I needed. So anyway, um, recently I've I've been in conflict with loved ones, and I'm y'all. I I struggle sometimes with being this candid, and I try not to name names of situation because I'm like I'm tr- really trying not to be in trouble with people. But this is this is my therapy. I mean, hey. Anyway, um, <laughs> so oh, thank you guys for the comments. I see you. I see you. I see your comments. And that means so much to me. Um, so I, I really began to feel alone in my hurry. Hurry will isolate you because you can't expect people to go on this fast ride with you and not want to get off and do their own thing. You know, it, they're, yeah, don't expect that. That's a very false and unrealistic expectation. So I, I talked about a lot in the first half. And if you're just tuning in, might want to go back because I set the stage for everything I'm about to say now. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I told you my mom said, hey, you don't make your family priority. Now, here's the backstory. I'm a caregiver to my elderly grandmother, which um, is a tremendous act of love and self-sacrifice. And if you're a caregiver to anybody of any age, um, it it can, you do it out of love, but so much so that you realize that you may not have anything left sometimes, or just it, it, it affects you very differently. It affects everybody differently, I, you know, but particularly, it's particularly scary. And um, it's, it's, you have to navigate differently when dealing with a senior citizen and, a, and, and during COVID to, you, to protect them, right? Um, and especially a very, she's an active senior who likes to do things. And now we have to explain, no, you can't leave the house. It's a thing. So, okay. There's that. There's the personal side of my life. And then this thing sets in of, well, okay, I'm caring for my family. I want love. I want a relationship. How do I fit that in? How do I how do I receive the thing I want and I'm praying for? Like I was very intentional. I've, I've I've written about it a lot. I was very clear with God, and then finally. But here's the thing: I wasn't getting the answer from God I thought I should get. I wasn't I wasn't getting the answer I thought. I thought it was, hey, I did everything right, God. So you just need to send this to me because 
I've done everything you wanted me to do. And he's, and the answer I was getting back was, yeah, but you haven't cleared your space. I was like, what? You haven't cleared your, like, go clean. Like, literally, he was telling me, I would, I would pray in here, go clean. Go clean the garage. I was actually getting instructions. Go clean the garage. Like, what? That's crazy. I don't have time for that. I got a business to run. Or I would get instructions like, hey, make room in your closet. It's like, what? I barely have time to do my laundry. <laughs> or it was like, hey, clear your calendar today. Don't do anything. And I would feel guilty, like real guilt would set in whenever I cleared my calendar. So like I'm, there have been times, this is all recent stuff, y'all. This is fresh. Um, recently, within the last two months, I had taken a personal mental health day from work. Hey, I need a day. I just need a day to not care for anybody, not check anybody. I don't want any phone calls. I don't want anything. And then someone called who said, I, I need to talk to you. I need to spend, I need to sit down with you today. And I was like, Okay. And it's no knock to the person. They don't know because I didn't put up the boundary that said, actually, no, I'm not available today. I didn't give myself enough respect to put up the boundary. Plus, it was an act of obedience. If God is telling me clear your schedule, now I've just blatantly disobeyed by putting something on the schedule. Anyway, so um, I didn't realize how critical that was until now having someone come in my life who rightfully so, you don't want to date somebody that don't have time for you. Why would you do that? And women, here's a call. I I might make this a different episode. Y'all don't shoot the messenger. You know, I get real. When I take off my jewelry, I like really mean what I'm saying. And I'm coming out of my watch, my rings, whatever. (laughs) Cause I talk with my hands and I need to be free. But, um, here, here's a cautionary tale to my busy on the go boss move sisters. Okay. Here's a cautionary tale. If you're asking for a relationship, and God, y'all, please don't shoot me. I, this is my opinion. You can like it or not. Um, I'm not saying that your business and you, somebody in the comments, she said, you're yelling at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I'm just giving it to you how I got it, sis. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's, this is a cautionary tale because every hour of my day was filled with something. And so here comes this man to pursue me, to court me, to woo me. And there, I'm not making time to date. Now, how do you do that during the pandemic? Trust me, y'all, there's FaceTime, there's social distancing. We would go sit at the park and literally sit, sit in different places. And, you know, look, if somebody wants you, they, they find a way. They find a way. It's like, hey, okay, we're going to eat dinner together at this time on FaceTime. All right. But I would get annoyed. I would get annoyed. I was like, does he know, like, I got stuff to do? Like, I would literally be sitting there thinking about clients. And I know it sounds terrible, but he knows that we've talked about this. And so um, <laughs> God convicted me. Like, this man began to say, look, I, I, I have intentions for you. I have plans for you, but I don't know where I fit. And I wasn't trying to hear it. I'm like, you don't respect my business. You don't care about what I do. <laughs> I sounded like a crazy person. And if, <laughs> and this may work for men too. I, I, I hear men say it. They're like, oh, you know, you need to get you a woman that's got some business by herself. She's going to nag you. 
Now, you know, the word talks about a nagging woman. You don't want to be a nagging woman or a nagging man. Okay, nagging wife, nagging husband, whatever. And I, I was taking it the wrong way. If people in your life, <laughs> y'all said shots fire. <laughs> Listen, y'all, this humbled me. Ooh, I got sat down. I got humbled so much in this experience. Um, because I was like, ain't nobody but God gonna tell me what to do. But then God was telling me and I still wasn't listening. I still wasn't listening. And here come and because I've been praying, I told y'all, you may not know this. I, I told if you missed it before, I have not dated in four and a half years. And I, I did so with intention. I did so with very clear intention. I've dated once, but eh. um, I don't count that. Meaning like a serious relationship. And, you know, I would blame it on, um, I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, my purpose. I'm all about God's work and my ministry. And I'm all about this and that or whatever. <laughs> but yet we say we want love. And we're not even respecting the love we have around us already. I realized I had to make room when my bestest friend in the world, my best friend of 27 years, got angry with me and said, friend. Like, I'm right here in your face and I love you and I want to spend time with you and you don't receive that. So how are you going to receive love from somebody else? And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) "Woo! get you some truth tellers, get you some people around you who are radical. We have talked about this. If you're new to the activation hour, go back and listen. I am a huge proponent of radical truth telling. Get you some radical truth tellers around you. My best friend's a radical truth teller. And she said, if you can't receive, if you can't stop for a minute and receive your family love, God's love, if you can't even stop to let your mama hug you and hold you for a minute, if you can't sit and just eat a meal by yourself, like not with the computer, I'm not, I'm not sitting here having a dining experience with my computer and my phone, but real self-care time, real love me time. If you can't do that, how in the world is, 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 is said man or woman sent from God going to come in? They're not going to come in like gangbusters and force their way in unless they're like the man in my life who said, woman, (laughs) I want you. I choose you. Do you have room for me? And I was like, oh, snap. I have a choice to make. I have a choice to make. It's a choice. It's a choice. I'm not saying your businesses don't matter. Your career don't matter. It doesn't matter. That everything you built, I li- it was I, it was the most selfish act. I went back and realized nothing about my statement said we. It all said me, my business, my life, my time. Make room for others to love you. Then make room for God to love you. Prayer is a two-way thing. Prayer is a two-way thing. You can talk to God all you want, but at some point he's going to want you to sit down so he can talk back to you. He's going to want you to sit with him so he can love on you. How will you know when love shows up if you don't know what God's love feels like? And so 
it was through very intentional work to sit during my prayers. Matter of fact, I did it for seven days straight. I said, I will, there will be, I, I pray constantly, pray without ceasing, but there will be a prayer time during the day where I say nothing. I sit and I bask. I sit and I meditate on him. I don't say a word. I was like, I just let me feel your love. Let me feel your joy. Let me feel your peace. Let me feel your presence. And I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to sit so I know what love feels like. I'm going to sit so I know what joy feels like. I'm going to sit so I know what peace feels like. Because he desires to give us that gift, but we reject it when we hurry. We reject it when we don't make room. And then we wonder why we're single. And then we wonder why our friends and family don't call and invite us. Yeah. That's my pregnant pause. I had to pause and give you a minute to sit in it. So this season of unlearning, I believe God and his infinite wisdom and grace. I had a friend say, well, maybe God gave you the grace and sent you this relationship to show you that even though you were hard-headed and didn't slow down, I still love you enough to send you love. How, what forms of love are you missing out on because you won't slow down and make room? If you're a parent, are you missing out on your child growing up and you're going to look up and feel some type of way when they leave home? Are you, don't, don't miss the years that matter most. Are, are you the friend that is going to look up and now your friends are marrying off and having kids and you didn't nurture the foundational part of relationship so that when you do come back together, there's still love there. There's still a bond there. Bonds have to be nurtured, watered. They have to be watered. And so I'm incredibly thankful. Um, I call the man in my life, my teacher. He has taught me. God used him to teach me um, how to slow down. He said it. He said, I'm peaceful. I'm so opposite. Y'all know me. I'm, ah, I'm loud. I'm, I'm excited. I'm goofy. Peace. Peaceful. Peaceful, 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 peaceful man. Not what I expected. I want somebody that, you know, I, I could turn up with me. Nah. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Look for the people who are your peace. Look for the people who are what, what God's love feels like. Okay. And how about this? How about you become that person? Can you be peace to the people around you? Not while you're in a hurry. Can you be God's love to people around you? Not if you don't have room to receive them. This might have been, I say this about every episode, but this to me was an outpouring. It feels good to pour this out and I pray that it fills you up because it's my story and we activate voices and tell stories here. That's what we do. So if you are in a hurry, my affirmation for you is this. (laughs) Make room for God to answer the prayer. 
Make room to manifest everything you want so God can give you what you need. Careers and businesses will come and go, but they won't give you eternal peace. Peace is wealth. Slowing down is a gift. And making room is necessary. So with that family, (laughs) that's this episode. I just wanted to pour into you what has shifted me. And yeah, there are some things in my business that, yeah, I I didn't get everything done. I've had, if you got to hire the people, you saw, some of you may have seen my post. I posted it. Hire the people. Hire your help. If you need help for, if I, I knew I wanted this relationship and that was a choice. So I had to hire people to get my time back. I knew that my grandmother is a priority and I wanted to still sit and enjoy meals with her and care for her and take her to appointments without feeling guilt. So I had to hire the help you need. Ladies, it's okay. Fellas, it's okay. Even if it's a virtual assistant to just manage the the pitfall of the emails or whatever. My thank God you guys met, you know, my assistant, my mentee Miranda. Miranda's like, give me the phone. Like she's like literally get you <laughs> a gatekeeper. It's not as hard as you think. It's not a that's not a luxury good. Mm-mm. It's not a luxury service. It's a necessity <laughs> for sanity. <sighs> so with that, I'm gonna go enjoy my weekend. As I slow down and make room. Family, I love you. If this episode has been a blessing to you, will you do me a favor? Drop me a review. I want to hear how this has personally affected and activated you to slow down and make room. Also, share this episode. Don't be stingy. Share this with a friend. Help them get activated and live their best lives at purpose with purpose at work and in the world. You've been tuned in to episode 15, season two, the season of unlearning. I'm your girl, Melissa D. Coach Mel. Go check out more at theactivationhour.com. Follow me and subscribe. I'm here every week, Friday at seven o'clock. I love you. Love yourselves. Love God first, family. See you next week. Bye. If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe, turn on your notifications and share with a friend. Also, if you really want to get behind the scenes, go now to our YouTube channel at The Activation Hour. The link is found in the show notes for you to actually see my guest live and in person and to even catch more details of our conversation behind the scenes. Stay connected and join us next time for The Activation Hour, Purpose at Work and in the World.